Hello everyone, I'm Chris Soplensky, and this is EHS on Tap. The new administration has been with us for a few weeks now, and we have seen a lot of activity involving the EPA. With President Trump's new executive order directing federal agencies to repeal two regulations for every new one issued, his promise to roll back most of EPA's regulations, and many in Congress calling for the agency to be eliminated entirely, things can be expected to stay very interesting. Under the executive order, the OMB will set standards for determining what qualifies as new and offsetting regulations, standards for determining the costs of existing regulations that are consolidated for elimination, processes for accounting for costs in different fiscal years, methods to oversee the issuance of rules with costs offset by savings at different times or different agencies, and emergencies and other circumstances that might justify waivers to these requirements. That's a lot. Today we are going to discuss the executive order's effects on the EPA, whose methodology for crafting regulations has come under fire in recent years, with attorney Stephen Hawk. Stephen is a partner with Morris, Polich, and Purdy, based in Los Angeles. He is chair of the firm's environmental law group and is editor of the firm's environmental newsletter. Stephen, welcome to EHS on Tap. Well, thank you. Nice to be here. Could you discuss the scope of this executive order and specifically what is not covered? For example, does this impact those rules that have been finalized but are currently undergoing review? Or what about regulations required by the Tosca reform legislation, uh, the Frank Lautenberg Chemical Safety for the 21st Century Act? Well, the the issues that you're raising are, of course, very interesting. And uh, if I had a crystal ball, I could give you a real answer, but I don't. I think there's some basic issues that the, certainly the OMB will have to struggle with uh, in terms of what is a regulation, what is not a regulation, uh, what's laid out in, in the executive order as to what they're supposed to do. And uh, I think that's just going to be a very, very difficult task. Uh, there's already been at least one lawsuit I know about that's been filed uh, on this very issue, and uh, we may get some guidance from the court eventually, uh, and I would suspect that something like this, uh, if it goes uh, against uh, the president's executive order, will wind up in the Supreme Court. Uh, it, it's a befuddling uh, uh, situation that really, whether you like it, whether you like what he wants to do or not, it's just befuddling as to exactly how this will roll out uh, and, uh, and uh, how it's going to uh, culminate. Uh, I know that the EPA is struggling with this as well and will continue to struggle with it, Um, but it's just going to have to shake out. I do not think that even with the majority of both houses being in the Republican hands, I do not see really any wholesale uh, uh, slaughter, if you will, of the EPA or environmental rules. It's just not going to happen. It's too ingrained into our society to have some of these regulations. Now, as to the cost of them and whether or not they're cost-effective and whether or not the process for determining what a regulation should be or what a regulation should not be uh, 
is really something that does need to be done. Uh, as you mentioned, the EPA has sometimes gone astray on these issues, and they've been brought to bear before the courts uh, on this very issue. So it is an interesting time, as you said, uh, and I'm not exactly sure what's going to happen other than it needs to be watched very, very carefully. So would you say that um, that other than regulations outside the scope of this executive order, this would it be safe to say that it essentially kills any significant regulatory action from EPA for the next four years? Well, there's two, there's two issues. One is the, the issue of uh, the practicality of carrying out the executive order. But there's another issue, and this is, this is the political side of it. Normally, when there's a change of administration, uh, instead of uh, uh, just stopping things or changing things that administration may want to do, what happens normally is the administration will appoint certain people and put them into certain areas. And the requirement will be that things like new regulations or concepts for new regulations have to be approved by this person before they take the next step. And what's happened in the past when they do that is things that do not uh, jive with the administration's uh, point of view tend to pile up on this person's desk and they don't move. And so there's a, this is a kind of a, a political end to it that has been repeated over and over again with various administrations, including the Obama administration, including others, uh, because they want their own spin on things. In this case with President Trump, uh, I would expect that this pile of, of uh, uh, regulations that are brewing will be significantly high. Okay. Will the threat of not having what an agency deems to be an, be an important regulation enacted due to cost affect how the particular agency determines the cost? In other words, can an agency cook the books? How will the OMB or will the OMB be policing an agency's cost assessment, in your opinion? Well, that's what they're supposed to do. And OMB has a uh, somewhat of a checkered history as well. Note, you know, they, they do a, a very good job of analysis, but some of these things, in fact, most of these things are prospective, and therefore an analysis of what the cost will be, uh, I would say nine times out of ten, is way off, uh, because you don't know exactly what's going to happen in its prognostication. Agencies cook the books all the time. Mm-hmm. They, they always do. Uh, obviously, it is in their benefit when they have a regulation to downplay the cost to society as a whole, because if it's so significant, they know that they will get political pushback. If the benefits outweigh the costs as they interpret them, uh, then they feel a little bit more secure about the political issue and, and, and move it forward. Um, Agencies have been doing this forever. Uh, I don't see that there would be any change except the fact that with the executive order, the the OMB is probably going to be held more politically accountable than in other administrations. Um, So you mentioned that there's still so much that, you know, needs to actually be played out as to how the standards actually work. Do you think that – is it your understanding that regulations – that are proposed and repealed 
would have to be submitted simultaneously as part of a single regu regulatory package by agencies, or will it be a matter of balancing the books by the end of the fiscal year? Or, or that's that's a very good question. And again, I'll give you the lawyer's answer: is maybe right. Uh, no one really knows for sure. Uh, my suspicion is it's going to have to be done on the piece by piece basis. I think that's what uh, President Trump would like to see. In other words, he, he wants to claim victory on a ongoing basis. If he waits to the end of the year, that defers his accolade for that, um, which I'm not saying is a negative thing against him. I'm trying to be politically neutral here, but right. just that's what I see is how it's going to going to work. Do you see um, Do you see the EPA moving forward with any specific regulatory actions? Uh, and if you if you do, do you do you have any insights as to what where they would find regulations to repeal to offset those costs? You know, there are some regulations that, uh, or even laws, if you will, that may not have to be repealed, okay. but may have to be amended. And that's an interesting concept, that it doesn't fall into the regulatory uh, rubric, uh, because it's a, it's a law. For example, um, the Clean Water Act, as, as you know, uh, is under scrutiny with the Waters of the United States rule. Is that a regulation? Or is that just an interpretation of the law? And if it's an interpretation of the law and it needs to be changed, then that takes congressional action. It, it doesn't come within the scope of the executive order. Okay. And do you think that the cost will be a, a bigger factor than the actual regulation and what it would enact in terms of which regs come in and which come out? It sounds like maybe yes. I think so. I think uh, the president's concept, uh, which is shared by my many, and I've seen this in some aspects, is the cost of compliance makes the regulation more of a bar to the activity than uh, a regulation allowing the activity under certain circumstances. Mm -hmm. uh, the cost of uh, a regulation might be more easily borne by a large corporation, maybe a medium size, but you're affecting in these regulations a lot of other entities and businesses that don't have the wherewithal to comply or uh, don't have the financial uh, ability to comply. Some of these things can get extremely technical and cost uh, and, and, and costly. So yes, I think I think that that uh, finance, the, the financial impact uh, of this is going to be uh, one of the real uh, significant basis for a president who's very business oriented. Okay, great. Um, well, thanks for all. This is uh, great getting your, your insights on this. Uh, do you, would you have any parting takeaways or advice uh, for employers related to environmental regulations based on all we've discussed and the, the, uh, the, the uh, apparent uncertainty going forward? Yes, and that's uh, really to find somebody uh, that you trust to interpret these actions as they go along. could okay. be a consultant, could be a lawyer, could be someone else, but uh, it, it's going to be a very technical issue that anybody who's in business who needs or, or relates to environmental regulations just needs to follow and understand. 
if it's somebody in-house, great. If it's somebody that you have to hire on the outside, it's very going to be very cost-effective to know what's going on and what really is going on as opposed to uh, uh, just getting caught in the windmill of, of change. Great. Thanks. I appreciate it. I appreciate you taking the time uh, to, uh, to discuss this with us and, um, and providing us with these helpful tips. Oh, you're welcome. My pleasure. For EHS On Tap, I'm Chris Soplensky. Thank you for joining us.